This project is a collection of thoughts transcribed and dictated by Yvonne Renee and informed by the honest experiences of various homegirls in the city. In this project, I is for all of us. Before we moved here, our parents tried to convince us that we need snow boots to traverse the midtown terrain. They tried it, but a bubble coat and gloves ain't never hurt nobody. Coat check season is approaching. Coat check season begins when the temperature drops below 60 degrees, and venues around the city start charging guests a mandatory $5 fee to put their coats in a closet. It's particularly annoying because not only are we doing the most by even leaving the crib in what feels to be arctic temperatures, but after spending the mandatory $5 fee for coat check, we're then ushered inside to buy $13 well drinks. If it's our homegirl's birthday weekend or any occasion for brunch, we probably just drop $60 on Eggs Benedict. The bougie blacks love Eggs Benedict. And J. Roger Mimosas. Think the Limerita of champagne. When we RSVP'd for said brunch, we already reconciled with ourselves that we wouldn't eat anything else for the next week. But it's been two hours since we finished our meal, this bouncer nigga is pressing us for $5, and we're already getting hungry. Outside of fashion week, coat check season single-handedly brings out the worst in New York City bouncers. They get really aggressive and start shouting at homegirls to check their leather jackets. Nigga, this is a look. And before we know it, we're arguing with men in loose-fitting blazers and wide-leg pants to let us in some regular-ass venue. Why so pressed, Patty? If the bouncer isn't feeling us, we don't have much of an option outside of paying the fee. There might be a competing event somewhere else, but the bouncers are probably equally as irritating there. Theoretically, there is so much to do in New York. We could go to plays or spend our weekends at the Museum of Modern Art. But there aren't any niggas there. So we're forced to take cash out of one of those ATMs in front of the venue and hope no one steals our identity in the process. For now, it's September and coat check season is only approaching. See, in New York, summer lives in those short three months between Memorial Day and Labor Day weekends. We get a month of fall between Labor Day and Halloween, and winter extends from Halloween to Memorial Day the next year. I actually don't know if it's that New York gets incredibly cold, or if it's that we spend so much time outside during our commutes that makes the weather such a discussion point. Nevertheless, by around September, we're pressed to lock down our winter itinerary. And by itinerary, I mean niggas. We go out less during the winter, meaning we're less likely to meet niggas out. Our social lives feel the pressure of the approaching eight months of winter. In August, I saw this guy at a first Saturdays at the Brooklyn Museum. On the first Saturday of every month, the museum opens up to the public for free. It's a monthly event for the bougie blacks to see and be seen. For the culture, of course. I peeped him first. He was taking a boomerang of his homeboy dabbing in front of the black feminism exhibit. His homeboys were always corny. I used to have this childhood dream where all my homegirls and all my niggas' homeboys got married. We'd have kids that were all the same age, and all their names would rhyme. Aisha, Alicia, Marquisha, etc. I've since given up on that dream. I've had trouble making it work because all my niggas' friends are usually corny, raggedy, and or short. Oh, and also, I don't got no nigga. Anyways, I peep him. He's wearing a navy blue and white striped t-shirt, nice-fitting jeans, and Stan Smith. He's not a Kanye long-tee, Chelsea boots-ass nigga, but he looked good. 
I didn't mention this, but we talked for a few months earlier this year. Talking was invented in the early 2000s and has been heavily adopted by young black people. Talking is almost like dating, except it doesn't lead anywhere. Around March, we were consistently kicking it, and I invited him to my homegirl's Easter potluck. He curved it, and shortly after that, our conversation started getting dry to the point where he stopped hitting me up. Casper the friendly ghost head ass. So he's there, and he still looks good. I position myself to be seen, and we make eye contact. I step a couple feet away from my homegirls, and he comes towards me. Hey, it's nice to see you. How have you been? He starts. It's nice to see you too. I've been good. How have you been? What have you been up to? I've been good. Just working. You know how that goes. You look nice today. He responds. Thank you. You look nice too. Thanks. Well, uh, what are you doing after this? I'm not sure yet. Okay, well, let me know if you find something. I'll hit you up. We say our goodbyes and go our separate ways. The event is supposed to end at 11. It's 1026 and my phone vibrates. It's him. My homeboy is having a few people over. Come through. On the highest of low keys, I wanted to pull up. But my homegirls and I just agreed that we were ready to head to my crib so we can smoke and watch Breakfast Club interviews. But now I'm wet. And I have to figure out how to pitch my homegirls in a move that isn't guaranteed and arguably unnecessary. The facts are, one, his homeboy's crib is a $14 Uber ride away. Two, an Uber to my crib is $6. Three, we already have tree at the crib and the Wi-Fi is paid for and busting. One of my friends just hit me and said his homeboy is having something if we want to stop by. I mutter. My sleepyhead homegirl immediately responds, Oh nah, I'd rather go home. She lives uptown, and with every after move, she's getting further away from the two train. My other homegirl is fake scrolling through her timeline and responds, I'm not pressed. I could go home. Damn bitch, so you trying to call me pressed? I mean, I'm not pressed either. I was just saying if y'all wanted to do something. They have liquor, and it's still early. When pitching our homegirls on impromptu wing woman missions, we have to make sure they're aware of the benefits to them. It's best to highlight the possibility of other niggas, weed, alcohol, and or food. From what I'd seen of his homeboys, I figured that niggas would be a letdown. I also couldn't confirm that they had weed or food. Those are pretty exclusive resources. And he actually didn't say that they had liquor, but I figured he'd had enough coup not to invite me somewhere and not have alcohol. Raggedy thought process, yes, but where is the lie? It's 11.08 and my phone vibrates again. It's him. He sends the looking eye emojis. I'm stressed, but what's new? This is a collection of stories from homegirls who are honest with themselves, each other, and the world. In this project, I is for all of us.